Hello and welcome to another episode of Through the Turnstiles podcast as we take an in-depth look at the lower leagues of Scottish football. Joined from various locations by Muzz and James. How are you both? Not bad, I. Yeah, I made a schoolboy error wearing a t-shirt at Central Park, but otherwise <laughs> I'm fine. Where are you, Liam? Fine weather for a change, though. Pitch looks <laughs> immaculate as well. <laughs> it does, to be fair. Um, if you're listening to this on, a, on Spotify or Apple Podcast, Muzz has somehow acquired the background of Cowden Beef's finest and the pitch is looking phenomenal. So, as always, thank you very much for joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, use your chat. If you could do us a favour and like the video and subscribe to the channel, that would help us out massively. Format this week is we're rating every team's January transfer window. So with the caveat being that we know the loan window can go until the end of February. And we appreciate if we're going to sit here and say teams maybe should have got certain positions in that they might have tried. But what we're going by is what we've seen, basically. Um, so... Three mini episodes, one championship, one league one, one league two. If you enjoy this championship edition, go out and check the league one and league two episodes um, to, to get a bit more in-depth information about them. Moz, we're also splitting the journeyman into three as well. Not the journeyman himself, the, the format of the, the spots of the week. Yeah, we'll just, uh, well, maybe to save going over the same ground, um, different episodes, keep it kind of fresh, we'll... Uh... We'll just take one entry at a time, but some of those entries might contain one or two um, individual again, sightings. If you need further motivation for checking out the League One and League Two videos, there'll be different journeyman spots in them. So I don't know what other don't know what other motivation you need to go and check them out as well. What we got then, was it? Uh, steak and gravy. Has some of the posted. some of the names I'm enjoying to be fair as well. Class. Uh, Wraith Rovers fan. Um, now, I'm not judging him, but, well, I, I'm, there's something that... <laughs> I was going to say something really stupid here. I'm, I'm not judging, but it sounds like a bit of an old-timer. But there's a very, very uh, obvious clue that um, that reveals that he is, in fact, quite old. But um, quite interesting stuff. Many years ago, I used to travel from Kirkcaldy to Edinburgh to meet mates and have a night out. Um, he's going in the, the right direction there. Um, yeah, I used to, yeah, I used to get the six o'clock intercity from Kirkcaldy to Waverley. Went to the buffet car and saw a face I knew. It was at Dundee United at the time. Uh, as I got that train, most weeks we became quite chatty, and he always inquired on in how the Rovers had done. This was probably in the early seventies. That was the clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another, another time, I met Silky and Jock McStay in the lounge at Glasgow Airport. They were the management team at Albion Rovers at that time and were taking their youth team over to Ireland for some pre-season games. Who so, was the Dundee United player? Was I missed that. The Dundee United player was Alan Gordon. Hmm. Um, so I have to admit, I'm, um, I'm not au fait with Alan Gordon or, or Silky. Um, and that's Peter Henderson, isn't it? Silky, I think. That's Albion Rovers team. Uh, management. You don't have to date me your 1970s Dundee United team, was. Good knowledge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apologies on behalf of the the dabs out there. So, uh, decent spot to be fair. He's done me to remember it after all these years. Good of Mr. Gordon also to inquire how the Rovers were getting on, how Rafe Rovers were getting on. Aye, you, you, I can't help but think players back in those days maybe were a bit more uh, amicable with uh, with fans. Mm. You know, uh, liked yeah. a bit of a chat more. I don't know. Seems but it's way. nice. To, it's nice to have an input from. Um, yesteryear to give something different, you know. 
So the, what was that? The buffet car and the interstate from Kirkcaldy Edinburgh, is that right? The intercity. Intercity, yeah. Decent by the way. So talking of, uh, so thanks very much for that. As always, any comments on the journeyman, you can find us on Twitter uh, at Turnstiles there. Um, if you prefer listening rather than watching, we're on, like I said, we're on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we're also back after technical difficulties in Pie and Bovril, relatively active on there at time of recording. Um, so feel free to get in touch on them. Muzz, I think there's a thread for journeyman spots to be, isn't there, on Pine Bovril, if you search for it in the Championship Forum, is it? There's one in the Championship Forum, yeah, and in the, the miscellaneous um, miscellaneous football chat as well. Good. So there's your sources if you're looking to add to the, the pot of journeyman spots of the week. So as we said then, rating each team's January transfer window, we're going to rate it on a scale of A to E. A being amazing and E being terrible. Um, like I say, we caveat it with, we know there's still uh, the one window to go and we appreciate some clubs probably tried to do some more business and were unsuccessful. So, Championship, Muzz, you're kicking us off with Hearts. What are you saying? I, I think they can be quite satisfied with, with their business, Hearts. Um, uh, quite like the signing of Aaron McEnough um, mm-hmm. from Shamrock Rovers. Um from my research, they, they've also shelled out a, a modest fee, about £150,000, if you yeah. quoted. Um, I, I th- I've just got a funny feeling this is going to be a, a shrewd one. Um, 25 years old, midfielder, but um, obviously comes up with the goals. He, uh, he's hit 25 in 102 appearances for Derry City and 12 in 44 for, for Shamrock Rovers before um, Four Hearts snapped one him up. Four, so. Then. so what's that, eight, ten a season? Aye, so it looks like it uh, might be one of those midfielders that you, you find arriving late in the box. Um, when you think about Hearts midfield, they are quite, they've let Ollie Lee go, who mm-hmm. I think divided fans a wee bit, but he he was, he would maybe what you consider a bit of a bit of a playmaker. Um, I was actually watching a Gillingham game uh, yesterday for reasons, uh, and he actually had another game down there, Ollie Lee. So he's went down back to Gillingham. He's actually playing. I was a wee bit surprised to let him go. But like you say, that probably splits opinions. Half the Hearts fans watching yeah. will be slaughtering me for saying that, and half of them will probably be back in there. Yeah, and that that's what that's that's sums him up really. Um, mm-hmm. I've always thought he was a bit of a a poor man's scatchel, um, but that's really pushing it. That's standards uh, to live up to as well, to be fair. Aye, but. Um, my point in the, the centre of the Hearts midfield was it, it lacks a bit of legs and creativity mm-hmm. um, and, and sort of dynamism. So that's my Arvin's good, isn't he? But he's more at. he's more getting on the ball, Arvin, isn't he? He's not he's not really gonna run uh, beyond, is he? And neither's Halliday. No, he's, he's more of a kind of with Irvin and um, Andy Halliday being quite not not samey, but just like mm-hmm. you said, there's no very much mobility and sort of like springing forwards really is or it's not it's not the most Mobile, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think Irving's going to be huge for Hearts, um, but um, yeah, it just it adds something else to the to their midfield. I think it's quite a, a precision signing from Nielsen. Um, big Armand Nandwee, I think he's called. You did well, yeah. Um, you said the same yeah. this week as you did last week, so you're consistent if nothing else. <laughs> I <laughs> um, fits the profile of of recent years of Hearts strikers, big. Uh, six foot four, you know, fits that kind of mould of, uh, you know, Mark DeVries, a uh, John Daly, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
what's his name that's just left at Piazu, you know, yeah. Hearts like Hearts like a presence up front, um, being around the block as well, uh, lots and lots of teams um, abroad and mainly uh, throughout the English leagues where he's, he's notched, you know, uh, he's, he's had modest returns. Mm-hmm. But it was Blackpool where he, he seemed to be most prolific, um, 25 goals and then 73 appearances for Blackpool. But, you know, at, at, heart, at championship level and with that physique and he's in a prime age, I think that will turn out to be, I mean, he's already scored two goals. So yeah. I think he'll be a a pretty good addition. Gary Mackay, Stephen, everyone who follows Scottish football is familiar with him. Um, full of tricks. Um, he's going to offer, he's going to create chances, he's going to score goals, he's going to excite fans when they get back in. Um, you can't go wrong with that signing for me. Um, I don't think I need to go into any detail because people know what he's yeah. he's all about. And um, another one from, I think this must be Nielsen's contacts from, from England, um, Castanier, mm-hmm. a striker, striker come winger, another big guy by the looks of it, quite quite tall anyway. His highlights plus. reel looks decent, but I've yet to see a bad highlight reel, so it's good to uh, well, so. Yeah, you could probably you could probably stitch together a half decent highlight reel of my uh, seven aside career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, a decent pedigree. You know, he's been around European football at some mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some some Dutch clubs and Kaiserslautern in Germany. Um, been around. Hearts tend to pick up these kind of nomads, and they can they can they can work or they can kind of just be uh, a disaster. What was the one yeah. that we had to play up front in the Scottish Cup? Was it Zafuk or something? He came and went quite quickly, uh, didn't he, a couple of seasons ago, man? Aye. But I think they've been toiling for a while to get the right combination of strikers and wide players because mm-hmm. that's definitely their, I don't know, like the desired style that we're beginning to see more and more for Hearts is we spoke about it like at the start of the season. But for a while, we couldn't work out who actually played where in that Hearts midfield and defence. So all they seem to do is just miss that centre midfield out, get it wide and get it long. But like you're saying, they seem to get hit and miss people in, in both those positions. So it seems now, though, they're getting the tried and tested boys like Mackay Stephen and then throwing in a wee bit of, you know, the unknown quantity to try and try and counteract that and make sure they've got the, the correct um, correct um, pairing or partnerships, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely, James. Um, I think Nielsen's putting together a squad that he's maybe looking even beyond this season. He's maybe look, he's, he's hoping that they get up, assuming that they get up, um, and he wants to have he wants to hit the ground running when he when he gets up to the the SPL. I say when, sorry, if they get up to the SPL, um, just just to run over their the players out. I think they've been quite quite clever in in keeping their young players playing. They've, they've mm-hmm. put out a lot of loans. Um, Chris Hamilton, Ollie Lee, Cammy Logan to Cove, Lewis Moore to Arbroath. Uh, Lewis Moore's had a few loans, but they're, you know, they're keeping these players I moving. I he was going to kick on because Stendhal really liked him, didn't he? <laughs> I think he was maybe the only Hearts player that was sad to see Stendhal move on. He's he fall into that category, though. <clears throat> I was going to touch on him more. Arbroath, he seems to fall into that category where they want these quality wide players. And I don't think he's... You know, if you're relying on those these white players, I don't think he's of that caliber. Maybe yet. Mm-hmm. When you're Stendhal, getting boy, who's he going? To, who's he going to start ahead of? He did all right for Stendhal, though. Like, it's a strange one because he was getting a very good run. Because was he not on one at Forfa or Falkirk? One of the two, wasn't Forth. it? And then he toiled, and then 
he got brought back and he, he went into the team and he actually did all right. But we'll come on to him maybe with our brof. He offers as much, if not a bit more, than, than Henderson, Ian Henderson mm-hmm. to me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Maybe. But um, I, Jordan Roberts to, to Motherwell was a, an interesting one. What a move for um, him and Hearts, probably, to be fair. Aye, useful player, but obviously not fitting in. And, but Nielsen wants to keep him again, Matt Sharp. And mm-hmm. bonus, bonus if he can loan him to you know, a club <laughs> at a higher level than if Aye. he's going to play. So. Mm-hmm. Aye. So what, what um, are you giving them then, Mark? I I I I'm, can't really uh, provide. You know, assuming that I'm going to give them an A, but we, we know that like rel- that's relatively speaking. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. they've signed a pre-contract uh, Messi um, or something like that. You know, it's an A. I think relatively speaking, they've covered all the areas they need to strengthen. So they didn't need to touch the defence. You know. The only yeah, thing they so. might have done is bring in a centre half, maybe if to bed in, like you say, if they're looking to build for next season, because he's been playing better a wee bit, hasn't he? And Popescu's been in and out. So I know they were interested in Stuart Finlay. So the, oh, I think you're right, A for me as well. But I think the only way they could have improved it is maybe getting a centre half and to try and get that partnership with Holkett if that's who he's going to keep for kind of four months before the the Prem's the only business I think they could have done better. Yeah, I think you're right, 100%. Um, so A for Hearts, James Dunferman, what are you saying? Uh, I thought Dunferman was... <clears throat> We're doing this in the uh, league table order for anyone wondering, not favouritism. <laughs> um, Definitely not favouritism. Yeah, but just to be fair, <laughs> ties in with why um, I thought this was partially quite easy, but also not not the easiest one to look at. Um, two ends, Kyle McDonald. Um and Scott Banks, who's on non loan from Palace, um, Crystal Palace, that would be. They, I think they've done quite well in that they've managed to keep that core of a squad that's obviously served them really quite well this season. So I've graded them quite highly based on that. And sometimes a, a keeping of, a player is just as important as signing one. So that's probably important to them. Right, and it's, it's a common well. theme throughout a couple of teams that I've picked that they've done well just to keep the players they've mm-hmm. got because it's working for them. But this uh, McDonald signing and then going back to Airdrie once everything's sorted out with that and the leagues are back playing, I think it's just a sign of Dunfermline tweaking a wee bit and trying to pick up some players that might serve them well in the future, get a wee bit of talent in. And I think for me, Banks, I'm not going to pretend I know everything about the guy, but he seems to offer a more creative outlet that's going to break down some defences because we've been on for the last couple of weeks and it's clear for everyone to see that they're quite stodgy sometimes and they've been relying certainly early doors on on set pieces um we, we'd said that was i think was it me and you were saying it maybe it was an episode you went there james and it was about the film and rotating their team and we say the two positions that always stay are dow and thomas is that mm-hmm. because they've not got any other options but yeah, and, <coughs> and you get into that them. position where the if it's the same players time and time again it's good because your players know what to do, but also the opposition know mm-hmm. basically what's going to happen. And you know that this player is going to shape you up and all you need to do is show him on the outside because he can't cut in or he's whatever footed. Or... So I think that they're looking to get more, maybe more sparking either off the bench or starting and introducing some other players or being able to tinker with the shape a wee bit more mm-hmm. um, and try and get this sort of player that's going to break teams down and stop this relying on sort of set pieces or goals from you know defenders coming up at whatever point so yeah for me 
like I say, I'm not, I can't tell you that he's going to be the next big thing, but it seems like he's been signed to offer that creative outlet that Dunfermline really seem to, to not have, especially when they're in the trenches with a team like Morton. You need someone mm, to come on. Yeah. Admittedly, it wasn't the pitch for it, but someone that's going to come on, get the ball at feet and sort of try and drive you forward that way. So He's scored a few, a few for Palace under 23. I've seen a wee bit of a game, actually. It was him and Ben Teke up front. <laughs> that's so. a... Similar standard. To he was highly thought football. of at Dundee United, wasn't it? Before he went, uh, before he went down to Palace. So it'd be good to see him, but see how he gets on. I think. And Aye, the only so, out is Gabby McGill's went from Edinburgh City to York City on So yeah, just again tweaking a wee bit, yeah. trying to get folk and see what happens. So um, yeah, I, I graded them a B, which is largely relying on they've kept this team that is doing them quite well identified what the problem is in terms of creativity and gone for it. And A would have been getting in players that are better than what they've currently got because I think it's a good team. Um, mm-hmm. you know, hearts are steamrolling it out to an extent. So it's not like it's harsh to say it's unlucky from Durfinland, but with a team that good, you're only going to get players that are better or can add something a wee bit different. And and for me, Banks does that. But yeah, I think keeping players is one of the important ones. So that's yeah, a, actually. A Banks actually started at time of recording in the game against uh, Rafe Rovers tonight. Didn't score, but he started, which was interesting that he's come in and, mm. and went straight into the team. So Again, it's a rest for the players that they, they have only had to rely on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, gets that, it gets that rotation going. So, yeah, like I say, quite quite a good addition for me. So, a B is a good. Um, so, moving on then, third in the table, Rafe Rovers. Um, unbelievable business, I think, to be fair to, to Rafe, that they've done. They've lost... Lockatosh, he's he went back to Livingston and then back to Germany. Um, but they got they've got the striker back from injury, don't they? Whose name completely escapes me. Not Duku. Um, scored last Lewis week. No, they, he scored last week in his debut. His name totally escapes me. But he's back from injury. Oh, who, 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 who. Um, but unbelievable who they've managed to bring in. Kai Kennedy, who's one of the best players up until Christmas for Inverness, and, and doing that, they've all they've like weakened up. Arrival almost and strengthened yeah. himself. Um, Jamie Gullen, who was outstanding for them in spells last season. Adam King, criminally underused by Dundee United for me. I think he's a great passer of the ball. Um, and they've also brought in T- Timmy Abraham, T- uh, Tammy's brother. I don't know where the third triplet Tommy's going to end up, but um, Timmy Abraham. And he started the last couple on paper. Looks like a good signing from what I've seen in very brief spells. Um, Keeps their numbers high as well, obviously, with Lockatos going out. Uh, they have lost Ethan Ross, who was doing well, but like I say, have replaced them with Gullen and Kennedy. So I've actually graded Wraith as an A minus, similar to Hart. Oh, you didn't tell us we could get the pluses minuses in. All right, fine. I'll give them a. Give them an A. I'm that's give that's good a. business. They've managed to keep Tate. They've managed to keep mm-hmm. Um I think Ross Matthews has signed a new deal, which I'm almost counting as part of the transfer window. I think. I'd like to have seen them sign a centre-half. But uh, I've been saying that about the back four since August or something. Um, I'd like to... And that's why I was only going to give them an A-, because a wee bit more depth at centre-half. But I think, see, from middle to front, unbelievable. The firepower they've got is an absolute farce. Um, for that I level. think it's a I, risk as well that when attack that good, you can sort of almost derail that if you're not careful with the players you sign. But the way you've gone through it and the players that they've brought in, aren't going to change that system too much. You can't see anything major happening. So you're, it's not a, it's not like an overhaul 
of players that are going to change how you play. So for me, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with the way <clears throat> Wraith have gone about the, the, it. Like I say, the only thing, and maybe a centre half because they're like there. Doesn't matter how many good attacking players you've got if you can't keep the back door shut. Muzz, I'll come to you because I know you're going to speak about Dundee, but how are you fitting Spencer, Matthews, Hendry, Tate, uh, Kennedy, Gullen, Vaughan, Duku, Timmy, Abraham, Ugul and a team? Eh? Unbelievable. Adam Arms- King. Armstrong, Armstrong. <laughs> It's mental, isn't it? It's yeah. it's so top-heavy, but um, there's the, the only danger is that if they're going to chop and change all the time, do they lose some kind of, do they lose a rhythm? Do they lose, because I think you're going to see results like tonight where they are going to take the odd spanking because mm-hmm. they they just... I've not seen any highlights or anything from tonight. I'm guessing they missed Hendry in the middle of the park. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, that that's his key, uh, keeping those midfielders... Could they have done you know, with fit. a more defensive midfielder, actually, and just talking about it there? Maybe if, if Hendry's out, just an almost a bruiser I, or a hatchet man just to hold it and let the other ones bomb on i think you i think your your matthews and even take ah, can, sure, can sure. they can dig when i think they can dig when they need to and things like that they're, they're good all-rounders i wouldn't i don't think that would be a priority i totally agree with you though that defensive cover was a priority um i mean benedictus and misonda have struck up a good central defensive mm-hmm. partnership but you need cover they can't rely on davidson he's he's getting on now and he's uh, in and out of fitness and picking up injuries, and um, I think they've 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 even played Davidson in midfield. Um, they've taken a uh, who was the last team they got a heavy. It was against Hearts uh, mm. the second time. I think they've they been forced to have put, done with a centre half that could also fill in at right back because they've got um, Mendy can kind of play left back or Musonda can go out there, can't he? But I think if it's Regan Tumult or nobody, at right, I maybe spent Matthews, but. You know, a centre half that could play right backs mm-hmm. maybe the only thing that they're missing, I think. Aye, Jury's still out on, on Mendy and has been since he signed, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just someone reliable to, to offer at the back. But yeah, very top heavy. Um, so much, so much, so many options. So, what, what you I think about- at times though, it can seem like they do take proper spankings because they are reliant on going forward so much and it, and it seems like that's a formation and a style of play that's going to lend itself to as soon as one goes in you're at risk of the second the third the fourth as we've seen like they take they take a few because they don't like they're not going to change their system because they see if we get if we lose one goal that means we just need to score two so we just stick to these attacking principles but the defensive cover is yeah. probably also going to sort that out and mean that if you are pushing for promotion or you hit these playoffs you're not you're not going to like hamstring yourself completely Mm-hmm. And Muzz, I'm a wee bit jealous that you get to say Malachi, Fagan, Walcott for Dundee, so I'm going to stay fun to say myself. What are you saying about Dundee? Uh, getting it in before I can <laughs> rattle off. Um, yeah. Um, another, signings, eh? another good uh, a good turn, I think, in the transfer market. Um, Jason Cummings, I think, I think it's an excellent signing, but it, it obviously comes with a, a, a warning label. Um, you know, looking at his record in England, it's it doesn't um it doesn't you know totally inspire you. Um he went first went down to Forest and he, he only got a goal in 14. He was struggling to get a starting place and he's had loans, I think uh, Peterborough, six goals in twenty-two, Luton, uh five five appearances, one goal. Um even for Shrewsbury, where it looked like he'd finally found the team and settled, he's only he'd only scored four goals. 
He got all that praise from Alan Shearer at that time, and mm-hmm. it, it looked, he looked like you know Shearer said he was a real striker, you know, a real goal scorer. Yeah. Um, but it just seems to go in one ear out the other. I think, you know, you hear you hear things behind the scenes. I'm not saying he's a a liability or a or his attitude in terms of his football, his attitude to his game is 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 wrong. But I think you know he's a he's a bit of a um, he's a bit of a kind of his street intelligence maybe doesn't match his football intelligence. Aye, aye, I was I was scrambling about for the for the right word. He, he strikes there. me as a guy that plays football rather than a football player. If you know what I mean, like for some folk who are just one hundred percent like I'm a football player. I'm in first thing. I'm last one to leave. I'm on the pitch extra, and that he just strikes me as a guy that has this quality life gets this much money and then sort of does about and plays football sometimes. Yeah, no, there's precisely. no way to say that that's the right or wrong approach, but for me, especially the way that he seems to buy time just by winning fans over, certainly did a turn with the Rangers fans. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and certainly, and like, like you've rattled out the statistics, he doesn't seem to back it up. So he's a guy that just sort of hacks about at the week and then rolls around on a Saturday and tries to score some goals. Certainly doesn't take himself seriously, um, but Back to the business, he's got a cracking record in the in the championship. So mm. I expect him to deliver. Um he, he just needs he just needs games. Um uh, so an an element more of more of a gamble than it would have been um if you were asking me two three years ago. Mm-hmm. But now now you're you're sort of rolling the dice a bit with Jason Cummings. You know, if if this if this spell doesn't kick on for him, he's I think he's finished. Um and that's that sounds maybe brutal and um but that, You're that's, right, where does but, it go but, but certainly right now right here in the here and now um good, good signing for Dundee mm-hmm. um Malachy Fagan Walcott interesting one um you know he, he was sold on having this Champions League appearance for Spurs in a in a defeat against RB Leipzig but that that seems to be his only recorded appearance in professional football so not the only um, Champions League appearance that we're going to talk about tonight. That's totally. <laughs> um, so full of them, full of them in the Champions League, and the Championship. Um, so I just uh, exciting, exciting signing, but they needed a, a bit of mobility, didn't they, at centre half? But yeah, uh, um, yeah, from what I've seen very briefly, might bring because they were you've spoken about it, and so have I. The mobility back there, especially. Um, if Ashcroft can't play, who's not the quickest himself, is can be an issue. Yeah, Fontaine's got ongoing kind of he's carrying heavy legs these mm-hmm. days, lots of injuries, and Forster turning the circle of a of a dumper truck. So um aye, you you you've you've nailed it. Um Paul McMullen uh, finally for the for the ins, um that was a, a funny one. It's it's a strange one, United and Dundee, they you know, they are rivals. Um, but there's almost that kind of, obviously that there's close proximity to the stadiums, so, you know the allegiance with the, you must have the a kind of fans groups that you know the old you, you, you hear about the old firm that the, the firm that they had, sorry not the old firm but the the casuals mm-hmm. firm used to used to kind of come together, so it's a bit of a kind of Inter Milan AC Milan relationship. It's not completely unusual for for them to trade players to 
fans to mingle, things like that. Because Corin didn't, think... he went the uh, same as well, didn't he? A couple of years ago, Craig Corin ah, went from right, Dundee right. United yeah, to yeah. Dundee. So it's not totally unheard of, but there's, um, I'm not trying to say that the fans, you know, the rivalry's there on the pitch without a doubt. Um, but Similar to Scott, right? Signing. It's maybe easier this season to do it, given there's no fans in the stadium. And but you know, if he starts performing for, for Dundee, I, I don't think they're gonna, you know, begrudge him. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's only made well, he's 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 made twelve appearances for Dundee United this season. Um, so he was involved, but um, obviously, both both club and player have, have kind of decided that that this was this was the best move for them. Once I think somebody it's, signs uh, a pre-contract, it's hard sometimes, isn't it? To to keep yeah. them, it's tricky sometimes. Some players will just kind of knuckle down and go, man. And I'm not saying that McMillan wouldn't, but it, it is hard once that pre contract signed. You, you're both in a position, aren't you? Absolutely, yeah. So, um, he'll come in and offer from out wide, um, McDade, who's he's effectively kind of stepped in for at the moment, going out to Park Thistle. Um, I think he's only had three starts, um, for, for, for Dundee this season. Player I quite like, but. McPake maybe just not finding a place for him, despite the fact he play, he sometimes jiggled things to play McGowan off off the side and things like that. And the resurgence of Mullen, Mullen mm-hmm. and uh, Yakubiak can arguably play off the side as well. And Afalabi just seems to have fallen down the pecking order McDade, but Thistle's a good a good stage for him to um, prove prove his worth and give it a, give it another shot. What are you so giving him all then? in all, I've Mainly for the ends, I have rated the United's business as a B. I'd agree with that. Um, and talking of Bs, I've gone for Air, and I'm giving Air a B as well for their business. Obviously, they lost two players at the end of their loan. Bruce Anderson, who um, is now going to Hamilton, actually on loan, played a part in a goal tonight. And Ennis Cameron, who's gone to Alwa, which we'll probably come on to when we get to Alwa. Um, I think big business for them was securing... Cammy Smith, because that, we've spoken about it before on the, the podcast, that sometimes when Smith didn't play, they were lacking a wee bit of creativity um, in the final third, especially centrally, so keeping him's a good bit of business. Signed Andre Wright, um, striker from Bohemians, and again, I think we touched on this last week, he's a bit more of a physical presence. He was obviously in at Kilmarnock uh, on trial and didn't really um, didn't get a deal there, so he's, he's gone to air. Um, he was decent for Bohemians, actually. His numbers were not too bad, Andre Wright. And he's more of a physical presence that Moffat, Walsh, and I, I, I think we said that all this last week don't really give you at that top end. So him coming in there was, was a position they needed. They were linked with Jordan White, actually, as well, but he ended up going, obviously, to uh, Ross County. So Mark Kerr had obviously identified a kind of target man as being uh, or a, a more physical presence as something they needed. And two players in on loan from Ipswich. Um, McGavin and Dabba, which I don't know too much about, but they got um, a guy, Drennan, Aaron Drennan from Ipswich last season, who was really good, so they've obviously got some sort of relationship there, the two clubs. They probably did need a wee bit of cover in, in the middle of the park, so that's two good signings, actually bringing them in and bolstering the squad for a lot of games coming up in a short period of time. Um, managed to keep Sinsalo in goals, um, keep his loan extended, although he got beaten from the halfway line on Saturday. Um, and I think the back four, they've got enough cover in there for me with kind of Houston, Redden, Muirhead, Roscoe, Baird, Mikey Miller can play right back. So 
the, the areas I think he had to strengthen was creativity, and they've done that with Cammy Smith. Um, a bit more physical presence, they've done that with Andrew Wright. So solid business for Mark Kerr for me. So I'd um, I'd say a B for for air. And I know you'll be chomping at the bit, Mars, having you you've got the teams with Champions League players coming in. Uh, Martin, if that was ever a tweet to build up expectation, <laughs> I've never seen one. Aye. Yeah, he looked Aye, like so a bit message of a she is both in her saying this is this can only be destined to be a letdown. Aye. Uh, he looked like a bit of a clothes horse as well with his with his picture. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, first <laughs> first, second and third strips, yeah. Um was <laughs> done. With the big crane in the background, aye. Um, you could say this, say that almost the same for for Fagan Walcott, except he seems to have had a bit he's, more. He's older alone. though, isn't he? What is he? Is he twenty? Twenty-two. Aye. Right. He's had Come a few on. more. He's had a few more punts out and loan, but he's still not played a lot of games. He's played eight games for Sunderland. Um, Don He's played a few couple of, for Doncaster. He, he's, he's been registered to, to have been loaned out at Leighton Orient, but not not kicked a ball. I think the manager then, described him as a sharpshooter. So. Well, Martin, if, if that's true, um, he'll be... We've got a way of building these players up between the Twitter and the management, don't we? Aye, aye. It's just, it's a complete unknown, but it does come with a with a element of excitement and intrigue. <laughs> Again, a, a random um, Champions League appearance for Spurs. Um I don't know. I don't know the, the, the logic behind that, just chucking these guys on in a Champions League game and uh, maybe it's maybe because they have to register a certain amount. I think you need so many homegrown players, don't you? So maybe yeah, that's so coming in. Not um, um, registration with younger players as well. You don't need to. Yeah, they maybe don't count towards the squad number or something. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to you just giving them a solid E for not signing a keeper. And well, the response to your message was Muzzy's head's a way to go if this isn't a goalkeeper. But <laughs> and I said, I hope it's not because he'll, he'll run out of things to talk about if we don't sign a goalie. <laughs> Because well, I Sterling saved it from being an E, because I think that's I'm quite excited by that signing. Ross McKeever and, and McPake are, uh, are away, and back uh, McKeever's back to, to Motherwell, McPake to Jairs, and then I think he's got to Harrogate. Shrewsbury, Harrogate. Um, Harrogate. That's it. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's that's weakened them. Jim McAllister is tiring as well. He can, he can offer something, um, but he, he's away and. I'm coming back to the goalkeeper because it is one of those things I can't get my nut around it. How they've they've um, again neglected the opportunity to sign a goalkeeper. It's one of those things I cannot explain. It's like you know when you know when teams have corners, right? And they, oh, I'm going back to goalkeepers here again. But you know when teams have corners and they, they put a goalkeeper up for the corner, but they leave a centre half back to cover. It's like what is the point in that? And I, 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 I'm approaching this with the same, you know. Disbelief. Am I missing something? Why? Why are Martin? There's loads of opportunities out. Why are they persevering with just one goalkeeper? You know they don't have a youth team anymore. There's, there's, they're going to have. If something happens to him, an outfield player is going in. The goalie coach left with Hopkins as well, so they don't even have a goalie coach. Maybe that's why they don't have a goalie. What I don't understand is every game you play Martin. Why don't you just go and noise the goalkeeper up? Aye, just happen. That's, that's a yellow. That's an injury if you're in. Standing on toes at corners and that. What's going on that no one else seems to identify this either? If you're Aloha, go through him. That'll put him out for the season. Take your red and they're injured. They're just, 
They're just going to play the rest of the season without a keeper. It's strange because Queen of the South a couple of weeks ago, I think they had three goalies injured, but they still had one fit one. I think it was Ron Ferguson. But rather than even risk it for one game, not having a goal on the bench, they went and signed Gary Malley for a week rather than ah. risk not having a goal on the bench. But Martin are just lassie fair all season so far. Aye, so Martin are just incredible. Just sign something half the wages Sterling's on and give the other half to a keeper. Or there must be a goalie out there that's maybe like, even get an amateur keeper in to sit on the bench. Like, I've looked at Albion Rovers for the, for the League 2 one, and they've signed three boys on Pollock because Pollock aren't playing. And that's they're three terrible signings for me. But, like you say, can you not just get a guy that can put some gloves on that actually plays in goals? Right, get the Pollock goalkeeper. What's he doing with at least put his gloves right. on the right hands. Remember, Jim Duffy at the start of the season signed an amateur keeper and he brought him on with like 10 minutes to go, I think, <laughs> uh, just to say, like, thanks very much for plodding up to like Peter Edwards or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. it's astounding, you're right. It's, it's, yeah. it's beyond belief. Surely, the, surely there's a, a, a youth keeper, even at, you know, old firm. They've got, you know, abundance of Aye. youth keepers that'll, that'll see the wage, cover the wage, just to give them a bit of... Not even, it doesn't even have to be first team experience. I'm not saying a first team keeper. I'm saying somebody that will just get involved in a in, in a first team experience. We spoke well, about Dabrowski last season. You tell me he's any worse than uh, anyone they've got or nobody. I know, I know. Uh, Mars, what are you giving them? Can't just talk about this any longer. I uh, well, as I mentioned, uh, Kaziah Sterling saved them from the, the doldrums of an E, so it's it's a D, but um, an A A plus for you for for crowbarring the phrase laissez faire. Hi, <laughs> that's that's a pinnacle. We'll score by an absolute mile, James. What are you saying about uh, Inverness Caledonian Thistle Football Club? <sighs> Almost exactly the same as Dunfermline, um, and they are they've got to be happy that they've not. Lost anyone, especially when we've been Apart on here. Apart from Well, let me get yeah. there. Harping on about their young players that they're they're producing mm-hmm. themselves. So we've spoken about many of the players they've got that they're sort of filtering in and they're relying on if any of their starters are getting injured. And and there's players definitely who are starting and playing regularly with a big bundle of potential. So they've not lost anyone that is going to be good enough to provide any cover. Kennedy though, huge loss, um, mm-hmm. which stops them being. <clears throat> relatively high up the grading for me. Um, I think it was either Muzz or a couple of people that I, I've been speaking to had said that he was maybe going to try and get himself down to the central belt, just with the, the goings-on things. I think so, it was one of the viewers that got in touch to say that. Yeah, um, and that like it makes sense a wee bit, but you, you've got to be missing that. So for me, they almost needed someone to come in and fill that spot because you know we've seen how well he can do at Wraith already. Um, and you need someone who's going to come on and change games, but you know there must be enough faith in the young players that they've got at Inverness that they've got that sort of ready-made person to step in, or they're willing to give that youth uh, a shot, and the players they've got already can cover. So yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a loss for them, but their biggest gain coming out of this this transfer window is no one's come and picked up some of their younger players. Um, especially some of the, the Premiership teams that are struggling a wee bit. You would have thought that might have been a, a nice little hunting ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of teams not, not shy about throwing money about or certainly tapping up players. Uh, Ross County are up in that region who've made a raft of signings. So, 
Yeah, for me, Inverness have done very well just to not lose anybody that they've got themselves. Kennedy, like I say, is a loss um, just for what he can offer. But, you know, we don't know the ins and outs of who's ready to step up there. Um, so it's a, it's a C grading for me, but that's low because they've not really replaced Kennedy and they are definitely missing something because they're not firing as well as they can be. But again, it's a matter of who do you bring in um, that's going to strengthen you that much. And if you're out earlier in the season talking about how much your youth players have got the ability to change games and you can rely on them when the going gets tough, then you can't really turn around and start signing old hatchet men, can you? So mm-hmm. I see that in the, it's, it's not the worst. It's certainly not on Martin's level. It's nowhere near an E, but again, it's not really the high the highs of anyone else. Um, just bang average for me. You wonder how much it's financial as well, Moss, that maybe they've, they've not had the wage to go in. Like we said, the caveat at the start of the video, like we're just going purely by signings made or players kept uh we don't know the ins and outs of the financial aspects and that might be reasons but you'd think although he's got Doran back doesn't he and he does have options Robo but you wonder if finances have kind of dictated a wee bit that, that they've not been able to replace Canada. Yeah they've Inverness have had well docu- documented financial issues that have rumbled on for, for um a few years now. I mean I think they were they were really skating on thin ice at, at one point. Um and John Robertson's always always quite honest and open about that to to, to an extent that he is allowed to be, I suppose. Uh, so that's a factor. And I think James is by on going going down the middle with the sea because um, mm. they can look at it as fairly successful in that they've hung on to um, their young prospects and and just the general first team players. Um, they've kept the vultures at bay. But yeah, they've they've lost our main creative outlet for for a team who were already lacking a wee bit of spark up front again, as James says. Um, so aye, middle aye. of the road, which is I think where they're going to finish this season. Reflect aye. it'll be reflected in how they get on. I think I'd kind of jotted a C down, just kind of personal as well. So no agreement across the board. Um, from one end of the country to the other, um, I love that as a wee segue between these two. Uh, Queen of the South. Interesting business by them. Harry Robinson, who rarely played, has gone back to Motherwell um, almost as, not long after his dad left. So it's interesting there that <laughs> when his dad was there, he went to Dumfries and when his dad leaves, he comes back. Um, a few players in on loan, though. Reese Breen, centre-half. I think he'd been at Partick, hadn't he? Is it Partick he was at? Uh, loan previously, and he's now gone to Aye. Queen of the South. Solid signing for me. I think they needed cover in there because Beyond the, the kind of starting two that they've been playing, I think they were lacking a wee bit of depth and cover, so decent signing for me. Um, Josh Ray from Peterhead on loan is a strange one talking about goalkeepers because they've got Layfield, Kerry, um, Ferguson, but you've got to imagine they're maybe longer-term injuries that, that two of those are out for, so maybe a bit of cover in the goalkeeping department, something that Martin could maybe look on with envy. Josh Ray's not a bad keeper, actually. He did well last season. Um, sure, it was Edinburgh City. Was that decent? He's doing alright for Peterhead as well. Um, He's good at Peterhead. Aye. Uh, um, Dapo and Budi, striker from Rangers. Uh, good pace. Interesting to see if he does. I think he'll give him something a wee bit different up front. Obviously with Dobie and Shields, they're not the quick. Well, Dobie definitely isn't. They're not the quickest, are they? So he'll offer them a wee bit something in behind. And Isaiah Jones from Middlesbrough, bit of an unknown. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to know much about him. So. It's an interesting four signings, but within the four, you've got a goalkeeper, a centre-half, a midfielder, and a striker. So 
they've, they've arguably strengthened through the squad and they've not lost. Connor Shields is a big one, arguably, that they were desperate to try and keep. Um, they've done it in a sensible way, I think, as well, with the loans, that mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not spending big money on anyone. You can't imagine, really, that the wages of the loan players are going to be that high. So there's a wee bit of risk involved. But, again, if it doesn't work out, you're not really going to be missing much. And if, like you say, goalkeeper's in just as cover, again, I think they're, they're playing it quite wisely there. And you spoke about Inverness having financial troubles. That's likely to be rife sort of throughout teams all over the country. So for Queen of the South, that's, they've identified, you know, we could probably do a, a good bit of cover or a good bit of input in these key areas. Let's go and get some loans. Um, I spoke last time about a couple of teams to sort of throwing darts at the board and going, oh, we'll take that old firm youth player just because why not see what he's about and it fits the bill. So I think I think you're right that they're, that's an interesting mix, but I think it's it's a wise a wise way that they've gone about getting that mix in. I was kind of it was a unanimous doubt that we all had about Queen of the South at the start of this, the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their first eleven is, is decent, but beyond that, they they were looking thin. So, like you say, Andy, they've they've gone right through the, the spine of that squad and just bulked it out a wee bit, which is just exactly what you did. purely because those players are slightly unknown at Championship level. I'm torn between a B and a C, but since I'm not allowed to give plus and minuses, and I've given Queen of South a hard time. Previously, I've given them a B. I think Incidentally, if if Reese, if Reese Green kicks on from the, from the start, Patrick this will be raging because I think he's sat there most of the time injured for that uh, entire loan. <laughs> it did allow them to develop centre though, uh, which you maybe wouldn't have because it might have been Breen and Brownley playing. If but so, but I know what you're saying. Right? They'll be fuming, especially if they're playing as we did. Um, that's a that's a silver lining. That's the point. I'm giving you that. Um, that's an E, an E level. <laughs> uh, James, I'm a, I think we're about to see our first A plus and two gold stars for for our bro for a bit of business they've done. Um, I think I'm going to disappoint you, uh, to be honest. They're, I'm happy with their signings. Um, 100%. This is a better squad at the end of the window than they had going in. Without a shadow um, of doubt. Even Ben Williamson, I think, is a great bit of business. I haven't seen his. Aye, so, so four ends. Uh, Jake Davidson, Jack Hamilton, Lewis Moore, Ben Williamson. Massive. Um, Hamilton said plaudits sort of from all angles uh, this season. Obviously, was was class at, at East Fife. Um, what was it you'd said? That he's played in three of the four divisions. Played and, played and scored, scored in three of the four. And about Fred this season. So, yeah. Um, I think it was a bit unfortunate that Levy have made a, a raft of striking options as well and I've got a youth player or a younger player come in who's, who offers something a wee bit different from Hamilton. It's a bit pace, um, isn't it? Yeah, so Hamilton's not the, not the fastest. They've brought a boy in that's quite fast, Levy, as well as a couple of other players that have got a bit of height about them. So he's sort of come down that pecking order again. But I thought, what a, what a move by them to bring him back when he's to fight for any play and saying, look, we need cover over these couple of games. He's got his goal and then heard about the Arbroath move on the Thursday, signed on the Friday, scored on his debut on the Saturday. So I've seen an ambitious shout from a Falkirk fan, to be fair. He was saying, uh, obviously, Gary Holt must know David Martindale, so if if Jack Hamilton went to Falkirk, they'd give East Fife Dowds back on loan to make up for it. <laughs> uh, it's one of those ones where you need however many things, however many uh, wheels when wheels to carry on, uh, but... Um, I, well, I could sit here and we could talk about how, how good Hamilton as a single signing would be, but I think just just the last loan Hamilton, 
I think Martin Dale had said, wasn't it? It was important that when he goes out on one, he can still see him train. So our both have maybe been helped out by being part time that Jack mm-hmm. Hamilton will still be Martin Dale will still see Hamilton at eleven most days before he goes and trains. Whereas if it's a full time team, he might have been a bit more reluctant for him to go out because he just we can him for most of the week. We can also yeah. anal- analyse it all we like. What were our both lacking? Goals. What's Jack Hamilton coming and done? Scored goals. That's right. two two goals in two games. So just a right. them. And, and if you look at the teams, if you look at the teams around them, he's something that other teams at that part of the league don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just out and out, like you say, goals. Um, the 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 one that, or certainly an aspect of it that confused me a wee bit, or sort of threw me a wee bit, was this: the sign of Davidson to come in, and you'd imagine to play defensively. Are both have stuck with O'Brien and Little, by the looks of it, and they've played well. But also, there's a reason there at the part of the league they're at. So I think Davidson can play right back, left back, and defensive midfield as well. So that's maybe played a part in Campbell thinking that you know he can play right across the back four and in the middle. Aye, and I've certainly gotten down to be penciled in as cover. Mm. But again, you wonder if he comes in and starts training really well and plays well when he can, is he going to disrupt that defensive line that is sort of drawn them back to the bottom of the table? Because while they are good at the back, they're not obviously quality and they're not do you know what I mean? That there's a reason they're down there. So it does roll off the tongue, Buzz, doesn't it? Thompson, Little, O'Brien, and Hamilton. That's been the back four for a wee while now. Aye, it's just they're part of the furniture there. But um, I think, yeah, that the, the Davidson signing, you know, it's it's possibly with with an eye on cover. Um, every every great champ man team had a, a DRLC um, at the back to to cover all bases when when required. So. Um, he I could think, do it getting in the Spurs squad for a Champions League cap because that's, <laughs> that's prime cover for anyone at Spurs. Like, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. James, I feel uh, hijacked your chat there. Sorry, on you go, James. No, um, because I think, like I say, our broth, there's plenty to speak about about our broth. Um, and other than that, it's really just talking about Moore, who we spoke about at Hearts. I think he's going to offer them a wee bit more creativity because, similar to Dunfermline. Uh, it can seem a wee bit stale if it's just a bit of the same over and over again. And part of the problem maybe that you're looking to address is if you've got the same wide players or creative midfielders supplying the same strikers, you're always going to get what you've always got, really, which is a ham-fisted way of saying it's good that they've got a creative player and also a striker in, and you're hoping that the two of them will complement each other well and it just adds more dimensions because you've got the existing wingers and a new striker or existing strikers and a new winger. So just adds a wee bit of creative um, substance to them. And and like you guys had said at Hearts, I thought he was maybe going to kick on, but when you start seeing the calibre of players they've got, for me, Moore's not at the point he can he can match them yet. The old, um, the old wheeler dealer Muzz, isn't it, Campbell? You know, you'd imagine the books have been balanced as well. You know, he loses Ruth, a striker back to Aberdeen, signs Jack Hamilton. Loses Vertonen back to Aberdeen, signs Williamson like for like. Connor Smith goes back to Hearts, sign there like for like, and then get Davidson in. So he's lost three positions, re- replaced them three positions, and also got a bit of cover in. Like, you got a doff your bonnet to him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Williamson seems to have slotted in fairly easily as well. Uh, a bit of a tasty addition for me, just to. A few meaty ones in the Dundee game endeared them to me. Like, gave Charlie Adam a couple of early doors, didn't he? I liked that. So yeah, for right. me, it's, it's, it's all it's a it's a much better squad because it's 
it's not quite samey, but better. It's just it's just better, mm-hmm. and that could be a defining a defining window for them. There's, uh, I agree with that. You know, there's there's a fair amount of ground to make up in terms of them being one hundred percent safe and not sort of in it at all. But that if they can get sort of merged and playing together well, then yeah, that is huge that window for me. Sorry, Mazio, are you about to say something? No, I was going to just just say that yeah, he's he's um. You're right, and it's it's the typical shrewdness from Campbell um, that he's he's replaced them, the players he's he's lost like for like if anything, uh, upgraded them. So he's just made sure he's not left himself short. So I was just going to reiterate what you said, really. What are you giving them, James? Um, I've got them down at a B, but when I think about it and having spoken about it now, it is it is an A an A talk, standard talk really because, yeah. I had I'd considered the outs, maybe if they'd stayed, that would have been an A, but like like you'd said, I hadn't really thought of it as pretty much a, a, a like for a like, but levelled up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's an A for me. I'll give you that. Yeah, and that, lastly, that brings us on to Aloha, whose business has been short and hopefully sweet for them. Two players in. Uh, Jordan Wright, which I can't get my head around this one either, a goalkeeper on loan from Nottingham Forest, but uh, Neil Parry's been one of the best keepers in that league for a good solid while now. He's in with the furniture as we spoke about our both players, and he's played every game since Jordan Wright. What's he thinking hoofing it up from Nottingham? Like, does he come up and train twice a week? Does he just come up on a Saturday? Like, what's he's got to be thinking? Why am I alone at Aloe? Like, I'm not playing. I I can't beg his belief to be honest. Especially um, with the current current situation with crossing the border and things like that. You know, I'm not. Being dramatic, but it's a factor, you know. Aye, if he is travelling, we we can only assume he's not travelling. From, from he can't Nottingham. be staying in Alloa for two is sessions just, a week. Aye, just staying in a flat in Alloa. Mulraney's probably got Beats the me. ability to put him up. The goalkeepers <laughs> yeah. are baffling us tonight, aren't they? Anyway, well, they've brought him in, um, and Ennis Cameron on loan, who was didn't exactly set the header like air, but we've spoken about Alloa needing strikers, haven't we? So. To be fair, Peter Grant, he's winning and he's got a striker. He still, for me, doesn't offer in behind like we spoke about, like Buchanan and Thompson, both show to feet, they're physical, they'll win headers, but they don't offer anything in behind. Cameron's not going to run in behind for me either. So mm-hmm. it's a bit like for like with Thompson, arguably. Um, and they've just not strengthened anywhere else. So, and there's no real players that they've got that would have been on the radar for me of any other clubs. So I don't think they've had to fend off suitors for any other players so see for me it's a D again maybe like say if taking financial aspects out of it but if finances are tight why are you signing a goalie from Nottingham Forest um, it's a bit of a, a dedication to the, the footballing cause but you also need to just be better so I fair play that trust the players that are getting you there and trust the system you've got but at the same time just get See, for me, they needed a centre-half as well because when Andy Graham's missing, they toil big time. Like They're having to play Taggart and now he's maybe more comfortable at right-back. Then John Robertson needs to play right-back. He's probably more comfortable in the middle of the park. Like I just think they could have done my defender could maybe have played left-back because, again, when Liam Dick doesn't play, um, maybe Taggart or Robertson, sorry, plays at left-back. And it's just a bit bitty for me, I love. Um, I, th- I think we can conclude from it everything that this, and, and our past conversations from from um, episodes before that centre-halves are, are hard to come by uh, gold dust, in, in Scottish football. So much so to the point that um, you're, you're probably looking at, at 
youth players, you know, now you're looking at loans. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always a risk, as we've talked about you know, for, like for that, the defence. But after the abuse we got for our league uh, two teams, something like a McGeeky or a Banner or a, whatever could arguably have stepped up and been worth a pound. Uh, like I think so. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, I the half, actually, I'm, I'm looking forward. Before. I'm looking forward to some of the centre half movement in League One. That'd be decent. Um, so that's a D for Allah. So just to run through it very briefly, Hearts with an A, Dunfermline with a B, Wraith A. Dundee and Air both a B, so decent business done by the top half. Morton got a D. Um, Cali Thistle, James, sorry, what did you give them? C, was uh, it? I see, just middle of the road, I. Queen of South B are both A and Aloha D, so interesting business at the bottom of the bottom of the table there. So, um, yeah, that rounds up the January transfer window review from us. As always, if you've enjoyed watching, please like the uh, video if you're watching on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. It does help us massively. New content's out every Thursday at 12 noon. Let's say if you enjoyed this episode, go and check out the League 1 one and the League 2 one for further journeymen and also this um, level of analysis. And we'll see you back here next week. So thanks very much for watching. We'll see you again soon. Cheers.